Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have on Kevin Connolly. Kevin is a breathwork teacher, cold exposure guide, and founder of Mexico-based Reconnect. He leads breath workshops, ice baths, and teaches clients about functional breathing and the power of healing your body naturally. In the episode, Kevin and I talk about his journey to finding breathwork as a tool to help pull himself out of anxiety and depression, and how he's found that the key to healing a lot of things is connected to the breath. He believes, and I do too, that we all have the tools to manage our symptoms within our own body. We just need to learn how to access these tools. Kevin shared with me that he's learned most of us begin breathing dysfunctionally from the age of five. Little do we know how much dysfunctional breathing affects our body. He's developed a simple breathwork schedule with cold exposure practices included that anyone can use to gain better control of their body, mind, and emotions. Kevin led me through a simple breathwork exercise to stimulate and soothe the vagus nerve, one you can follow along to in the episode. I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Kevin is launching a new program soon. It'll be out when this episode airs, so I will have the links in the show notes below. Without further ado, let's dive into our very expansive conversation. Hello, hello, lovely people, and welcome to the Lovely Digest podcast. I'm your host and friend, Emily founder and creative director at Bet Creative, sharing weekly wellness wisdom with you every Wednesday. My goal is to help you design your dream life and make the transition from being in information overload to being your own personal success story. Make sure to subscribe to get notifications every time a new episode comes out so you don't miss the latest simple and actionable tips for improving your well-being. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience with chronic anxiety and insomnia and how you came to find breathwork as a solution? Yeah, absolutely. So I was working in human rights. I was living in Seattle um, and I was specifically working in human trafficking prevention. So as you can guess, that can be a pretty stressful job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really have the tools to manage, navigate, understand my mental health at that time. So things kind of started crashing down on me a little bit. And, um, you know, I think the first thing that happened was I, my sleep started to go. Um, once my sleep started to go, the insomnia started to, sorry, the anxiety started to creep up which I had never had before in my life. I'd never experienced, you know, real, real anxiety. Um, And then as time went on, I was trying to fill my life, my body with things that would take those, take that pain away. Um, So I started to drink a lot. I started to smoke a lot. I started to eat worse, you know, like more sugary, fatty foods. Um, And then I had moved down to Mexico and was living down here. And it got so bad at one point that I literally thought someone was coming to kill me Mm -hmm. in my sleep. Um, That's how, that's how crazy my anxiety um, had gotten. 
So, and then the depression had crept in, right? So I had all of these things together and um, I really wanted to get better, but I was so energetically depressed that I just couldn't get off my couch. I was just glued to my couch and I would just sit there and, and cry and not know what to do. Um, but I was looking on the internet one day and I was looking for holistic practices and I saw breath work and I was like, I can do that on my couch. I don't need to go and be with other people in a yoga studio or, or at a gym. Like I can, I can do that right here. I don't even need to move. So I jumped into it and it was a really, really quick transition. Um, I mean, I, I jumped into it pretty hard. I was doing an hour or two of breath work a day. Um, but the transformation that occurred over the course of the next 10 days was the reason why I'm here now, the reason why I started to, to research and learn as much as I could about how breathing impacts your body and your mind and your health. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is sort of it in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you found something and that's super tangible I think for everyone to you know say oh well I'm already like spending so much time in my anxiety or depression and this is something super applicable that I can just do without having to it doesn't take a lot of effort um so how does breath work differ from traditional meditation practices and what benefits does it offer for individuals struggling with anxiety and depression yeah I personally think breath work is easier than a lot of traditional meditation practices because it's one thing to slow your breathing. It's another thing to slow your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Slowing your mind can be very, very difficult. Um, so a lot of people start meditation and they give up within a few minutes because they're like, dude, things are going crazy up here. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's another thing to just take a few minutes and work on your breathing. And so that looks different for everybody. Um, but so the way I like to work with, with breath work is a lot of different ways. So you're, you're constantly thinking about, okay, I need to breathe in now and I need to let go now and I need to hold now. And then I need to take a few deep breaths in and then I need to hold again. So it's kind of just constantly keeping your focus on mm -hmm. your breathing, mm -hmm. um, which is the best form of meditation, right? Cause you're just, if you're just thinking about your breathing, then that's, that's it. That's the goal. You know, it's to just kind of get you into your body a little bit, get you out of your mind, get you focused on, on one simple thing. Um, now, when it comes to benefits of, of breath work, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. There, there's so many great benefits. Um, I think one of, the, one of the great, here, I'll explain it this way. So Dr. Anna Lemke, who is a psychologist from Stanford University, um, wrote a great book called Dopamine Nation. Have you have you read have you heard of Dopamine Nation? No, but now I need okay. to read it. <laughs> Perfect. So she has the best explanation. You know, everyone's talking a lot about dopamine nowadays, and um, but she had the best explanation that I've heard of, and this is how I apply it to breath work. So imagine dopamine as a seesaw, as a teeter totter. Um, on one side you have pain, and on the other side you have pleasure. 
And what's happening nowadays is we have constant access to, to the pleasure side of dopamine. And by pleasure, I mean social media. I mean sugary foods, alcohol, weed, porn, whatever it may be. And so we push the pleasure side of dopamine at, to experience one of those things. But what happens is the pain side will come up because our body wants to create balance. It wants to create homeostasis. So after we do one of those things, we'll feel maybe a little anxious, maybe a little lonely, maybe a little energetically depressed, mm -hmm. uh, maybe hungover, whatever it may be. And so rather than just sit there and experience that, we don't want to. So we want to hit the pleasure side again. So we eat some more food, watch some more porn, scroll a little bit more on our phones. We keep hitting that pleasure side, pleasure side, pleasure side, but the pain just keeps coming up, coming up, coming up. Wow. Yeah. So what you can do via cold exposure, via sauna, via exercise, via breathing is you hit the pain side instead. So you do some intense breathing, some powerful breathing, and maybe you do a breath hold. And when you do the breath hold, you push yourself. You try to do it for as long as you can. You try to experience that pain a little bit because when you hit the pain side, that's when pleasure naturally comes up. So anyone who's ever taken an ice bath, anyone who's ever done a long session of breath work, I, I very rarely hear people afterwards be like, yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel great after that, you know, like <laughs> you kind of always feel pretty good. Um, and so breath work is, it's just one of those things um, that can do that. Now, it obviously depends on what kind of breath work you're doing. Um, but, you know, a few other things like it can create a very healthy vagal tone, right? When you stimulate your vagus nerve, the longest cranial nerve in your body, mm -hmm. um, the more you stimulate that nerve, the better your digestion is. Um, the less reactive you become. Um, when you do nice, like coherent breathing, like six seconds in, six seconds out, you increase your heart rate variability, which is really good for um, like anyone who has good heart rate variability is going to live longer. Their overall health is going to be a little bit better. Um, so there's there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of, of amazing benefits of, of this practice. Mm, I can tell that's amazing. And I love that description of how the body just wants to balance out no matter what, even if it like you do have that pleasure moment that sometimes anxiety might follow because of how you're getting that pleasure instead of just going with a balancing exercise that is a little more neutral and helps your brain to slow down. Um, do you have any online resources or would you be open to walking people through who might be listening um, through a simple breathwork exercise that they can try at home? Sure. Absolutely. Right. You want to do one right now? Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. So um, just go ahead and close your eyes and just take a few easy breaths in and out through your nose. And as you're breathing in, you're just imagining the breath coming up into your nose, down your throat, into your lungs. And as you breathe out, you're just following the breath back up your throat and out your nose. 
And you're just imagining yourself as a little fly, just kind of going up and down as you breathe in and out. And so I want you to just breathe a little bit deeper now. See, when you take a breath in, you're gonna breathe in and then slowly let go. And breathe in and let go. Good, now breathe in, let go. and then slowly in again. And as you exhale, just hum. Mm. One more time, breathe in and hum. Mm. One more, breathing in. I'm taking a few easy breaths here. Just noticing any difference in your body. Whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. I'd like to take a pause in the episode to talk about my business, Beck Creative. I launched Beck back in 2020 when I was just starting my health coaching business after doing contract work and working for several designers during my college career in industrial design. After securing a few clients via the health coaching platform, I quickly realized how much I love serving wellness businesses. A few prompts from clients later, I rebranded and officially became a marketing agency. I am so proud to have made a dream that felt really far off come true so early in my career. If you're in the wellness field, you're doing amazing work and I would love to help you grow. Whether it's social media management, digital materials, or a whole marketing audit, I would love to see how I can be a part of your team. Head to betcreative.co, that is .co, slash contact to send me an email and connect with me on Instagram at betcreative.co. And if you want to see my portfolio and other work I've done, you can head to betcreative.co slash portfolio. That was so nice. I felt my brain like all of my questions. Later. <laughs> <laughs> so um, humming is really an amazing thing to do when you practice breathing um, because humming is one of those things that uh, as I mentioned, can stimulate your, your vagus nerve. Mm. And the more you can stimulate your vagus nerve, the better, as I mentioned, you, the better digestion you have, 
the less reactive people tend to be. Um, but the vagus nerve, because it's it's connected to your parasympath parasympathetic nervous system, it's just as you're simulating that, you're telling your body that I'm safe, I'm okay, we can just relax. And the more we can jump into our parasympathetic nervous system, the better we are, the better digestion we have, the calmer we feel, the slower our heart rate, the lower our blood pressure. Because um, so many people nowadays are just fixated in their sympathetic nervous system. And mm -hmm. a lot of that is because of the way that we breathe. A lot of people breathe through their mouths, right? They breathe through their mouth. They're not even thinking about it, but they're sitting at their computer breathing these really shallow breaths in and out of their mouth. And when you're doing that, you're unconsciously activating your sympathetic nervous system. So all of your energy is sending out to your extremities. Mm -hmm. and, and that triggers your, or signals to your body that something is going to happen and I need to prepare for something to happen. Uh -huh. So you're sending out all of your energy without even realizing it. And a lot of people sleep like this too. They sleep with their mouth open and they snore all night long and they wake up in the morning and they think, why am I always waking up so tired? Like I feel exhausted. Um, and so much of that is just from, from mouth breathing. So the more people can think about closing their mouth, breathing through their nose, that simple action right there, again, lowers your heart rate, lowers your blood pressure, um, but it also helps you breathe in something called nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is a chemical that builds in your nasal cavity. And every time you, you breathe in through your nose, that goes into your bloodstream and it acts as a vasodilator. So it opens and expands your blood vessels and creates better circulation oh. in, your, in your blood. Um, but every time you breathe through your mouth, it just remains up here in your nasal cavity. So, um, there's just so many things like these are all very, very small changes, but as you know, a, a number of small changes can add up to a, a massive difference. Right. And would you say that the body kind of learns so that eventually while you're sleeping, you will be taking deeper breaths on your own? Well, it's so one thing people do for, I don't know that necessarily how you breathe when you sleep affects you too much. I know that when you mouth breathe, it's not good for you. And what a lot of people do to actually fix that is they use mouth tape. Uh -huh. um, so there's there's specific mouth tapes out there that it's like, uh, it looks like lipstick. It's actually a piece of tape <laughs> that goes around your lips. It sounds super weird, but I mean, doctors are, are doing this at this point. So this is w way beyond, you know, uh, odd like woo-woo practices um this is something that actually a lot of people are doing with very good effects because for some it only takes about a week they do it for six seven days and then suddenly their body is just it knows to sleep with its mouth closed mm. um, but other people just take like a tiny little paste piece of athletic like white athletic tape and they just throw that over the front of their mouth and it'll come off over the course of the night, but at the beginning, it's just triggering to your body. Like, okay, this is where I need to be. Mm. Um, so for some people it, you know, it takes a little bit for some people, it's just a, a few days, 
but um, that ends up having a, a really big difference. That's amazing and so interesting. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about your business because you do more than just breath work. And so would you mind touching on that a little bit and what else you do and why? Sure. So when I got into breath work about the same week that I got into it, um, I was living down here in, in Mexico in Playa del Carmen and someone's like, Hey, there's ice baths. Do you want to, do you want to go? And I, at that point I was like, I would try absolutely anything. <laughs> um, so I went and did my first ice bath and it was very interesting because for those of you who've, who've been through depression, it's just intense negative self-talk, right? Mm. And I had had months and months and months of that. And when you get into an ice bath, your body's immediate response is you need to get out. I'm sorry, not your body, your, your brain. Your brain is saying, this is too cold, right? Because your brain always wants to keep you safe. It wants to do whatever to keep you safe. So the brain is saying, no, 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 no. You need to get out. You need to get out. But you just sit there and you breathe and you kind of just take that pain and accept that pain. And after about a minute, the pain starts to plateau and then it starts to go down. And then suddenly it's, it's quiet. And it was, for me, it was the first time when I was able to actually shut off that part of my brain and say, oh yeah, like I'm in control of my brain. It's not the other way around. So it was a huge turning point for me. Um, and so I, I was obsessed and I started doing it every week. And then I started doing it on my own for fun, for other people. And then about a year ago, I started working with um, my partner, Phil, uh, a business partner, Phil Parkinson. Um, he had started coming and he was like, hey, let's, let's turn this into something and make it bigger. So now we, we do it five times a week down at the beach and we have 25 people in most of the sessions. Yeah. And it's, it's huge because it's, it's so hard to do something like an ice bath and get out of it and be like, I didn't enjoy that. Like everyone gets out with a smile. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's all this science around it, but at the end of the day, it's like, does it make you feel good? And even though you have that, a little bit of pain part in the beginning, again, like it's that dopamine scale. Uh, and in order to feel troll highs, sometimes we have to go through a little bit of pain. And that's what I love so much about something like an ice bath is it not only just provides your body with these amazing, you know, dopamine, norepinephrine, adrenaline, these, these chemicals that a lot of pills and medications are, are injecting into your body. It's just doing it naturally. Um, so ice baths have just become like a huge part of my life. And now I, I really couldn't imagine going without them. <laughs> I have done them a few times. Um, we have a, like a spa nearby and they do a water journey and an ice bath is part of it. I mean, it's not really icy, but it's just really cold mm -hmm. and it's so hard to stay in. <laughs> do they, do you practice breathing before you do it? My boyfriend does. And he has said that that helps him stay in a lot. And he does, he 
he was obsessed with the Wim Hof method for a while. And now he like does the breathing what before and while he's in it. And I, I've tried and I've stayed in a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, like we have, we're at a point now, I think where we know how to prepare people really well for it. And there's quite a few like tips that, and tricks that we, that we give people. And, but I do think the breathing beforehand is, mm -hmm. is super important. Anytime you stress your body, uh, you need to do some breathing. Like any public speakers out there who don't practice breath work beforehand is almost insanity to me. Um, and, and like nowadays you will most, I feel like most professionals out there, they're all practicing some form of breathing prior to going out on stage or going into a game or, mm -hmm. um, uh, so, so just preparing your body for that stress, I think is the most important part um because when you do go in it's still it's a breathing exercise right like it's not an exercise for how much pain i can take it's an exercise for can i control my breathing because most people who can't get through it they're just hyperventilating right they're their eyes are popping out of their head they're like oh my god i can't but as soon as you can get them to slow their breath down that's when they are like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's all connected. Um, but I think in the end, it, it really all comes back to your breathing and how you're able to control and, and manage your breath. Mm. Yeah. Something so simple, but so powerful. Um, I have one more question. Yes. Would you say that like it'd be more beneficial if people went regularly and did like a cold plunge or is it kind of like a whenever you can is fine and it's beneficial over time yeah so it's very similar to exercise if you go once a week you're still going to feel good afterwards it won't have the optimal benefits mm -hmm. um so Susanna Soberg, Dr. Susanna Soberg, um, is probably the leading researcher on cold exposure. Um, who is she's a PhD based out of uh, Denmark. And Andrew Huberman always mentions her studies in, in his podcasts. Um, but she's the one who has done years and years and years on this. And she said 11 minutes per week is when you get the optimal benefits. Mm -hmm. um, now that's not 11 minutes at a time. That's 11 minutes broken up into three to five minute sessions. We do three and a half minutes down at the beach. Um, and for me personally, it wasn't until, I was doing it one day a week for about a year. And it wasn't until we started doing it three times a week where I noticed a huge physical change. Um, prior to doing that, I was just incredibly inflamed. Um, and about six weeks after doing it three times a week, I had a friend be like, hey, did you lose weight? And I was like, no, I don't think so. They're like, um, look at this picture I took of you two months ago and look at this picture I took of you this morning. And I was like, wow, that's a massive difference. Um, and especially living in a, a super hot, humid place, um, you're just, you're going to get a little bit more inflamed. Um, so it's, it's cool because now 
I don't really eat much gluten, but I'm able to eat gluten because I know that I'm going into the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't eat a ton of it, but, uh, uh, I can't stop eating pizza for some reason. So, mm-hmm. um, but to answer your question, 11 minutes a week is when you get the, the optimal benefits. Um, but you can certainly do it every day. If you have, if you have access to it, um, there's, there's a lot of cold plunges out there. We're actually designing our old, our own, um, cold plunge now. Um, so yeah, there's, there's options. Well, that's awesome. And if someone isn't really sure where to go, would you say a cold shower might have similar benefits, like at least short term, like be helpful still? Yeah, great question. Um, Absolutely. It's good to like take your regular shower and then end your your shower with start with 15 seconds, then increase to 30 seconds, then increase to a minute, then a half, then two minutes. Take a few breaths before you you know, turn the cold all the way. And when I say breaths, I don't mean like, I mean, deep breaths. Because normally we don't take enough deep breaths. We're breathing really small and shallow all through the day. So it's important to take a few deep breaths and then switch it to cold. Um, The other thing that you can do if you live in a, a place like, like I do, where you can't really, where the, the water doesn't get that cold, is you can take a, a bucket, fill it with water, fill it with a bunch of ice, take a breath and dunk your head into it and hold it in there for as long as you can. Take it out, take a few breaths, go back in again, take it out and go back in a third time. Do that three times. It's amazing for, I mean, if you wake up and you have like bags under your eyes and you need to go to a, an interview or something. It just like takes it away. Um, if you're flying somewhere and you have jet lag, it's really great for, for lag. Um, but yeah, if you don't have access to a full ice bath, those are fantastic alternatives. Awesome. Thank you. I didn't know about the bucket. Um, that's really interesting and kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did it. I did it on my last trip. I just went to Portland recently for for a wedding, doing it, and now I have a few members of my family who are who are doing it too because they're like, "Oh my god, it feels so good!" And for some people, an a full ice bath is a little too intense. So the the bowl of ice is is way easier, and you can just do it really quickly, and and it's over. Oh my goodness, I love that. Um, so if people want to find out more about you, if they're in Mexico and want to come join you, where can people find you, learn more about you online? Yeah, so um, our organization here is called Reconnect um, and we're just reconnect.mx. And we're down, right, basically in downtown on the beach every Wednesday I think there is a little lag, but I will put all of the links and everything down below. (laughs) There we go. I think it's back. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put all the links down below and have everything there for you. Um, Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love talking with you and have have a wonderful day. Thank you so much as well. Well, that is it for now, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
For more tips and to join our online community off the podcast, follow Lovely Digest on Instagram and Emily Beck on YouTube. The links will be below. To join our email community and get notified of new discounts, tips, and resources, follow the link in the show notes. If you thought this was helpful or know if it might help a friend, please make sure to share it and if you feel inclined, leave a review. It really helps get these tips in front of the people who may really benefit from this community we have here. See you next week.